Prashant is a serial entrepreneur on a mission to assist a billion Indians in their spiritual journey through the uniquely Indian startup Apps for Bharat. Uh, with 10 million plus downloads, their first product, the Shri Mandir app, is a is the world's first digital praying app. Uh, Prashant and the Apps for Bharat team have raised more than 20 million. They've been doing some very interesting stuff very recently, if you would have looked at on social media in Haridwar. Uh, please join me in welcoming Prashant to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So Prashant, we'll start with the rapid fire. If you could be a professional in any other field unrelated to what you do, what would it be? I would be a filmmaker. We saw that when you were adjusting the video. So, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Prashant, what's on your bucket list? I haven't seen the kind of scale that I always wanted to get to, which is half of India's population using our product every single day. We, we hope that that comes through and then we will point to this podcast many years later. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, always wanted to build something which is very, very massy from the very beginning, from the time I, I started thinking of building apps, building products. So yeah, that's, that's something I would want to get to. Haven't got there. Awesome. It's a long journey. Prashant, Bootstrap versus Funded. What are your thoughts on, uh, on that choice for building a business? No, it depends on the ambition. Uh, also the audacity that our founder carries. Now, now when I say uh, you would need capital to build the kind of business that we are thinking of building, where we are saying that, hey, let's get to uh, many people, build a tech platform. Building tech platform involves a lot of cost. So hence, I would say, hey, uh, you would need some capital. There, I mean, there's nothing right. There's not anything which is right or wrong, but the kind of businesses that um, or the kind of scale that aspires me would need some bit of capital because there's a lot of tech enablement that you would need. So yeah, I, mean, I would say it's, it, it is more about the ambition or where you would want to get to and how fast you would want to get, the, get there. I mean, that's, that's, that determines whether you would need capital or not. Your company's culture with three adjectives. Uh, user obsession. Um, that's the, that's the first and foremost thing, uh, that has gotten us here. Second one is uh, company is greater than team is greater than individual, uh, which we uh, believe in. You know, our mission is above everything else. And the third one, which is uh, very, very close to me is bring out of the box thinking, uh, be a problem solver. No, that helps. I, mean, I used a lot I mean, of words, but we were not restricting the words. I think the, the feeling is what we were looking for. Uh, and what's one truth that few people agree with you on? I think when it comes to building category defining companies or it's, I think in most cases, it's ambition and audacity that are rate limiting for a company and the founder. That's interesting. So not capital, not market, not, not, it's, not. No, it's, it's, it's always ambition and audacity, right? It's no. always that. Maybe we add two more adjectives to your, uh, to how, how would you describe yourself <laughs> to that? So that's good. That's awesome. And so Prashant would love to learn about your journey. Um, you you have an interesting background. You're an engineer and a designer, uh, by training, uh, yeah. not, not just, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who are engineers and then learned how to do design later. Uh, how was growing up, uh, early days, any seeds of entrepreneurship? that were sown when you yeah. started yeah so i think uh Avril, i've known you for a long time now and i consider this and the audience of this particular podcast as my safe space hmm. and i'll put a personal story out that will give you a view into what i'm doing and why i'm doing this so this right. was um a couple of years before i was born uh my dad was working as a technician in hl in Amethi. And because of a vaccine reaction, um, he lost his eyesight. Oh man. Uh, okay. Yeah. And I'll, and, and you say it's like this, you know, it was a terrible thing that happened to our family, but it shaped who we are as people, uh, me, my sibling and whatnot. I'll give you, I'll, I'll take you a little bit more back. My family comes from, uh, this, uh, village near Kanpur. Um, there's a tehsil called, called as Ghatampur. Ghatampur is a village of There's a village of around uh, 100 families, 100 households, I would say. 
and that's where we come from most of my uncles are still practicing farming my dad was the one who was interested in technical education so he took up a job in hl in 1986 and a year later he lost his eyesight and then this was right after his marriage and then i was born now the first 6 years of my life were equally tough i was when i was born i was like my eyes were diagnosed with glaucoma so um, the the first 6 years of my life my parents used to take a train from amethi station and take me to take, take me to delhi and they took me to aims every 15 days uh, they they took me there for medication till uh, it got cured now we as a family were financially and medically going through bad times all of this while but right. my dad used to used to tell me one thing he was like um there's a lot of these things that happened to me he, he used to be like bhagwan ka naam lete chalo whenever you feel low whenever you feel bad about something uh, remember your god he'll give you strength he'll take care of everything just keep moving karm karte raho so was something that he used to tell me as a child to even now and and if i just step back i realize that just that faith that things will be all right was all it took for us to travel from that stage in life to here mm. and i feel that's the story of an entire nation that's the story of an entire nation uh, where we have lack of resources we don't have uh, enough means but we are doing well for ourselves we are growing as an economy we are growing as a country i think i think we, we are a brilliant example of how faith drives uh, a, a nation forward this is my view of how i look at people and how I look at their behavior fast forward um, my dad used to tell me that hey to be able to bring come out of this whole cycle of lot of scarcity all you need to do is educate yourself well uh, so did my btech in mechanical from a state college in kanpur then mm-hmm. uh this is 2008 to 12 then 12 i joined iit bombay to do my masters in design from industrial design center getting into iit bombay changed my life you know i'm i'm deeply thankful to that school mm-hmm. that college um everything that i have learned um uh, when it comes to ambition and audacity i i think i had some seeds in me mm-hmm. but that place gave me a lot of strength i would say because what happens is you're living in hostel 5 when you see uh ola being built by someone who used to live in the same wing or right. people in adjacent hostel building at the large company and so on and you feel that hey it wise you feel like hey i'll be uh 80% 90% there uh so all it so so uh what stops you to go mm. and build something and what not another thing which is very very important that happened to me back at iit bombay campus was it was our orientation my prof walks in and he says how much fees are you guys paying and it was peanuts right it was all peanuts and okay. and he, he comes up and says do you know how much the government of india subsidizes uh your expenses and all of this is coming from the pockets of citizens of india so when you graduate don't forget that um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh these were some of the things that actually you know it it struck me right in the face i was like wow wow never thought it this way now graduated in 14 went on to work with samsung it was for an year in samsung it was also an interesting journey where I, my job was to um there was this product called as chaton and we were supposed to compete with whatsapp it was a korean app that they wanted to launch in india and whatsapp was rising so they said that hey let's uh build this app localize this app and try to fight whatsapp hmm. i was part of a team that was supposed to localize it now that gave me a very very deep understanding of what india market looks like hmm. uh i came from the same background i came from that gaon kheda vagera vagera jaisa bolte hain but but i started looking at india in terms of numbers and and then things started making sense for me then after uh, samsung i took 8 9 nine months of break where i was trying to build a saas startup uh, it was a chat based platform on top of commerce sites did not work out went on to work with microsoft was there for a year 2016 was a time when i was already looking for people to build with i found right. some friends back at it bombay who were who were building something in uh, who were, who were trying to build something teamed up with them and 2016 mid was when i started something called as trell 
Trail started as a trip advisor, but for mobile, for India audience, photo first, video first. Then the platform transformed into lifestyle content platform. But um, we scaled well. But 2020 early was a time when I decided to move out. And when I decided to move out, I started thinking about what could be a continu- continuation of my journey. And I was thinking mm. about what are the what are the behaviors. And I was someone, I don't know why, but I was someone who always wanted to build something which is very, very massy. You know, mm. which I was always like, hey, many people should use it. Uh, I was never satisfied with a few set of people using the things that I would build. I was always like, I would want to build something that everyone uses. Haven't been able to get there, but that was a early ambition. You say no, I, I would, I wouldn't say you've not been able to get there. Uh, I think 10 million downloads is a big deal. Not everyone has it. Um, when you look at a country of a billion people, you, yeah, you still like, you think about the market penetration and whatnot. We haven't got there. I right. think it's a long way for us, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good start. One percent. Um, yes. Yes. It's not a big, it's, it's not, it's not small. It seems like it's it's uh, it's not a big deal, but I think it's the very few companies that are able to get that. So we've already no, gotten to a very large scale, but the ambition and audacity is is good. Yes, I was <laughs> I was about to come to that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think ambition and audacity is, is the rate limiting part, and I would want to push the bar right. uh, for all of us and so on. Anyway, so I when I when I was thinking of moving out of trail, I was thinking about what are the behaviors because the last decade now just a bit of a background i spent a lot of time my time raising capital from china for my previous company so i mm. actually understood how china ecosystem plays out i understood mm. how these chinese so i was i was actually 26 2019 almost half of the year i was visiting beijing and shanghai meeting a lot of investors what i also did was i actually went on to meet a lot of investors in china and also helped ask them that hey can you connect me to the portfolio companies of yours so that I would go meet them. Uh, I would learn about how would they, uh, how do they build these companies where sitting in China, you just think about this, right? Sitting in China where many of their team members don't understand English or the, or the languages which are spoken in the market that they're going to penetrate. And sitting there, they're winning Southeast Asia, they're winning India, they're winning Brazil, they're winning US. It is mind boggling. I'm like, hey, what is it that they understand about app building, product building, which we in India don't do. And I was, I was just surprised and very, very curious. And that gave me some bit of learnings about that market, which I started uh, thinking through and using it as a framework to look at ideas when I was thinking about my next move. Now, last 10 years. Yeah. Walk us through that move a little yeah. bit before you talk about the details, right? Like what yeah. was the thought process? You were at Trail, it was doing fairly well. Um, yeah. But you obviously made this this yeah. decision, it yeah. sounds like, that you're going to And any up. learnings also, Prashant, from, yeah. you know, the the good and the bad both. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, back at Trail, this is 2019 and we had uh, raised um, our Series A. And uh, the team also grew well. We, we got in a good set of people. We were four founders equal shareholding and i realized that uh, the team and there's a lot of competition in the space in the space that we are building and whatnot so i realized that the team has grown up well um, and there was so we had different views about how we should build the company and there's no proven way of what's the right or the wrong way i wanted to build in a certain way would not want to um, go deeper on that and it was a mutual amicable decision that I thought that, hey, I should uh, find something where I would want to apply my learnings and build it the way that I think uh, would be the way I would want to build. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think that's when I, I, I thought about it. The company has got to a point where it has matured well. It has good capital. The team has that we are able to recruit good people. So I was like, that this is the time for me to step out. And I spoke to my investors at length and I was like, hey, I would want to step out and plan my next move. Uh, and they give their blessings and that's how I thought about moving out. Yeah. So now back to the framework, I think that context helps, right? So you're, you're, you're looking for this new thing and, and you have this experience in China that kind of lays the groundwork for your framework. How did you pick this particular area? Yeah. Okay. So my first 
very large belief system was this that hey in india over the last one decade which is 2020 from 2010 to 2020 in the 10 years every behavior has moved online you know i bought my first smartphone in 2012 and uh, uh, and it had a few apps back then now i i i made a few observations with respect to whatever those let's say particularly in bangalore which is very well advanced but if i go to my city where i come from which is lucknow and kanpur i have seen similar behavior trickling down which is now think about media today now media it would be tv consumption versus consumption of uh, engagement on phone you would see i mean the data is pretty much there right uh, say think about consumption of news via papers consumption of news via mobile again magazines and what not all of these behaviors were gigantic shifts that i if yeah everything was moving online every behavior is moving online people don't carry cash in bangalore today um <laughs> so i was i was like hey what are the behaviors that haven't moved online yet fully and there are no large apps that are there in every pocket or every phone that was my first view i was thinking about and i was trying to avoid competition to be honest i was thinking that hey is there a, is there anything which is left which is very indian very core to people's life and hasn't really moved online yet and can there be a product first play why were you avoiding competition why were you avo- avoiding competition i know it's in the startup ecosystem a lot of people understand this but people who are maybe outside of it they don't uh, necessarily understand why yeah. if you go into a market which has less competition or no competition it might mean that the market doesn't exist i have a professor who his name is uh, peter thiel and uh, i have hmm. read his book multiple who asked the same question that we asked you by the way <laughs> yes so professor peter thiel said <laughs> so th- th- there were these frameworks on which i was thinking i was not avoiding competition particularly i was thinking about are there any categories that are left which which don't have a strong competition no it is smart actually yeah. to be honest it's smart it's low cac it's less burn also um, also you know and you can I, i was i was also i'm sorry sorry i was i was like i was also thinking about are there things which involve first principle thinking to solve a to solve a problem and and yeah. i was actually more inclined towards again there's this kida that is there right ki hey can you create something which didn't exist before this was one frame of mind i was also open to do things and apply my distribution first product first thinking into other markets like fintech etc so i was actually validating bunch of things while i was doing this so it was not like i started thinking of devotion first i was i was thinking of many categories on what i could do there were few i it in this whole analysis i was thinking about things which don't have a benchmark as yet and i was thinking about what are the areas which already have lot of traction but can i then put engagement first uh distribution first thinking to those kind of plays and then do something so i was evaluating bunch of things at that point in time no that makes sense so the two actually just to make sure i got this right was was competition of course and and whether this was an open space and the other one was just are people actually using it offline and and yeah. so then it yeah. makes sense totally that you converge on on yeah. this and yeah. on prayers yeah. yeah yeah and and while i was evaluating bunch of things i i am being a product person i was actually testing few things out so um it so happened that 2020 quarter 1 uh with a few set of my teammates back at trail um we said let's just try something in devotion it was just and and this was more like hey devotion is such a large market such a deep offline behavior and there are many things that you can do when you think so when you think of moving this behavior from offline to online and but the question is what is that one hook or two hooks when you think of yeah where you start and and think about this right every person when it comes to devotion is a subject matter expert because they have lot of lot of their biases lot of their biases hey my mom does this my dad does this i don't do this but i think people would do this and so on so you know we were thinking about what are those high frequency offline behaviors that could be translated to online and we ran a few experiments so we ran four we built four simple two to three page apps and and started thinking about that hey let's just see how people use it now one app was a very simple almanac which is a panchang app that we actually built the second one was a literature repository in one place the third one was shri mandir essentially where we were like hey let's try to make a digital shrine and to be honest i was uh, shri mandir was where i was like hey i don't know whether it's or not it 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 sounds it's the beauty of experimenting right you never know which one's going to take yeah yeah 
<laughs> and the la- and the last one was a place where you could listen to music literature stories and what not was was something i was more or less content first apps and and again i was thinking of engagement first play primarily because this was a trust deficit market in some way right most of the apps that have been trying to build or developers who have been trying to build in this particular space thought of the users as a golden lease now what they did was they said hey this user has this particular need has very high epic meaning association to this whole problem statement if i sell them something they'll buy this so most of the players who were in this particular space had a transaction first approach let me sell this let me sell that and what not but what i understood about all of this is trust having enough trust markers on the platform and what you are building is the most important part and i realize content and engagement as a framework helps you establish trust if you do it right so i was always thinking of engagement first place and also other thing is that right i when i was doing my business design of of this or not business design i was just thinking about users and their needs and how to move online i, I realized that a average user spends in multiple pace places throughout an year so i would spend on uh, buying literature i would spend on setting up my home temple i would spend on consumables i would spend on getting a puja done i would spend on consultation i would spend on many many things but it is very unlikely where you spend on the same thing over and over again which means the business yeah it it will actually so yeah so so you know i was thinking whatever it will be it will be people will engage on something and then there'll be services and people will engage on those services over a long period of time that's the kind of platform i was i was able to deduce by talking to the people who started using some of these apps and i'll tell you what what happened so all the four apps that actually launched i was just noticing one thing what is that app that creates a wow followed by strong recall in the initial engagement period and has good retention in the first phase of usage now of all of these apps the app that created the highest wow was the digital shine on my phone platform has can you tell us how you been... measure that though how do you know the most wow like what what was the metric you were looking at two things so so i had a uh, on the hamburger i had a link where a user could send me whatsapp messages that was my number which was attached there uh, two was reviews of the app uh, three was just data so this is how i was measuring this and the fourth was um primary research by calling some of these users so using these four ways we were able to determine um what creates a wow what creates this recall now wow was where when i started receiving messages where people were like hey thank you so much for making making such a beautiful product what not so that was the first kind of uh, <laughs> the kind of feedback i started getting i was like is this happening where people are saying ki this is this is this is a very very simple gimmicky sort of product to be honest and no, i i would be I'm, i'll not be ashamed to say hey when i started thinking of this i had too many biases that hey why would people pray on the phone that sounds stupid cannot really happen it it can't be happening uh so uh people started saying a lot of nice things we started uh getting reviews of people like hey thank you so much for changing my life i feel more empowered i feel that strength uh whenever i feel low in my life i open the app and i just look at the feet of the god and i just close my eyes and i was like wow the kind of feedback i was receiving was something that i never got in my life to be honest right in the last 10 years of me trying to build apps whatever i built did not get this profound feedback and i thought that hey there is meaning to what we are building here there is this profound love which i was always trying to find but never found it and i knew the answer that hey i have to now keep building this so when people ask me why devotion as a category the answer that i have for each one of them is it was just user love and how profound it was in my life i realized that hey i would go on and work at any large corporate because i have done previously and what i'll do there is i'll figure out a way for people to click on an ad or to buy something that they would not need this is the first thing i'm building where people are it is giving this profound happiness to people this this whole this whole you know this whole magic that it creates in their head where they feel this this pleasure and joy and this happiness was something i was able to see through the feedback that they were giving me and i was like this should be built 
Now, when I was looking back, I realized that my family, my background, my journey was also similar. Where Aastha ne humko shakti di ek tarah se, right? As a as a family and so on. And I was like, let's and bunch of dots connected for me. So I I actually what I did was I went back and this was a experiment was done within Trail as part of an experiment pod, um, and many more other experiments we were doing. So I took the product out, went to my board, and I said that hey. i would want to take this app out along with me um as part of that particular transaction i took the product out gave a significant part of my company to the to the company to trend and took this app out and i was very happy that when we started seeing the kind of user love we were seeing we actually got the backing of the investors who actually backed the previous company so uh sequoia and bnext uh who were my early investors in the previous company came on board again and backed us again um on on this one as well now this is how the whole journey was and honestly um this is slightly poetic but when i started thinking of building this particular for this particular space and i started running my experiments i thought it was a um it was a green space i was like hey let me walk it looks like a beautiful pond let me walk closer to it but as i am approaching that water body it is turning out to be an ocean and it's not a pond uh, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so yeah why do you think there were so few players prashant and you know i believe that people think of ideas uh, where so many of us any sense on why there were fewer players or you know almost none in the category i'll tell you my learning from china in this one a chinese founder hmm. is very true to the market and user need see it is changing i'm i'm not comparing right i'm it is changing but think about us right avril we come from the same campus if you think of a young graduate mm. who comes out of the campus and you tell him that hey you are starting up something which space you would want to start up in people would definitely pick mm. something which makes them sound cool in a social setting so if i were to Correct. if i were to tell you that hey uh go build for go build something which is x or y which and x might sound cool in a social setting you will find more people opting for it see these things are changing I yeah mean, unsexy what, markets what, are open or open i think i think the people who have yeah. who have done beautifully well and i would say the people who have created this whole category for all of us are the founders of share chat founders of pratilipi and many more people who have attempted this i feel there uh, the market which was these words were not even coined these people actually went on and uh, built something for the space and i think it started opening up and i would say uh, that is very much required so so i think when it comes to devotion also right there are two things right we all essentially uh, another view that i have is we all essentially most of the founders that you see in india are engineers by training and what happens then is you know you start putting your lens of the science and say that hey is this a practical need or uh, or then there's this whole sense of yeah. superiority or inferiority and what not engineer brain right devotion i think that, yeah. that's a really yeah. interesting point yeah that's a really interesting yeah uh, but but the, this is where my design training helps uh, where i feel that hey it's a user need and my job is to build for the user without judging the user so my job is very simple right if there is a user need which is large enough and the user is craving for that particular platform i should be non judgmental about his need and solve for it and i and i've seen right think about think about china for a bit right the things that they did with live streaming dating tipping a uh, lot of companies which made tons of money that we look up to and say ki hey uh, there is this thing happening on that platform that thing happening on the platform and we look at it in a in a slightly judgmental way those founders are unapologetically going after those 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 opportunities and just tracking it wide open why because you know very capitalist and very user centered it's happening in india i'm very happy it's happening in india i actually meet a lot of founders who are actually going after these very indian needs which are uniquely indian will not see parallels in the us or in china and people are going for it and i'm very happy that it's happening it's happening that's awesome and um what were early days once you started apps of bharat um how did you go about acquiring your first 
thousand users and then when did it reach a million and how was that process yeah see i think uh, for us um i again i would not want to uh, I, when i look back i'll be able to tell that hey this is approach or is this approach is right or wrong but the approach that we followed was we were a very lean team for the first one year of the journey so our funds hit our bank in may 2021 and we started building this in the q1 of 2020 where the first set of experiment it were live 20 2021 january was when we made the product open for everyone to use and till then it was a limited audience and what not so what we did was we used to spend 1000 rupees on facebook show this banner ad to people that hey here is a devotional platform try it that was the way where we wanted to and we wanted to keep the ad very very generic where we wanted to just pick the audience based on interest and then understand their user journeys and then evolve the platform accordingly i'll actually comment on how exactly the platform evolved so the shri mandir which is digital shrine on your phone was a use case that actually picked up well um but it was not enough because the early engagement was good but the long tail engagement was not so encouraging i would say but then what we did was in the same way right in the hamburger menu actually had put something which is called sujhav bheje it still it is still it still is and every single day i look at those feedbacks uh, very diligently so so uh, the people who are power users they came back and said ki hey this is great but why don't you add music on the platform bhajan mantra sab bhagwan ke hisab se aap add kar do so what we did was we we just kept on doing that where whatever people said right they said add audio add stories we did that people then came back and said ki hey why don't you add literature to this so we said perfect let's add lot of uh, hindu sahitya and literature to this particular platform then people came and said ki hey this is fantastic why don't you also put uh, a panchang to this because this is what i would do in my in my home setting and what not and lot of these requests came our way what we did was we just aggregated every single thing on the app um, and just put it in front of the users and saw how far users are using it and then started optimizing the user journey so this is how the platform evolved where the first thing was listen to the user aggregate everything that he says he wants then look at the power user behavior with respect to adoption and then evolve the platform accordingly this is how the journey was and for all of this the acquisition was very simplistic we kept on spending 1000 bucks every single day on facebook then it became 2000 then became 5000 that's the kind of number and then we kept on acquiring these users and kept on evolving the platform i think see the the challenge with hinduism is that it's a it's a multi variable problem now users across ages across region practice differently and their practice frequency is also different my mom might practice twice a day every single day someone else might practice some other thing once per day every single day some might some of the people might do it weekly so a lot of people on our platform open the app only on tuesday because they are believers of lord hanuman and they would pray to lord hanuman and would not use the app again uh, there are some people who would just use the they would just connect with devotion only on the days of festive importance there are some people who would, who might do it on only on large festivals so how the this is how the audience is spread and this is how their usage is so but it's a pretty hence, big difference right between a typical yeah. e-commerce journey where it's very yeah. predictable and everyone goes yeah. through the same steps it's such yeah. a different user journey I, I think this is where the moat will come once a platform is able to figure out this journey and figure it figure it out in a way where they would be able to serve a large percentage of the time. I think that platform will arrive. We I would say we are still in the works, but I think that's where the multi-level problem about Hinduism is. If someone is able to crack it very very well, and I think we are close, um, it's a moat in itself because that understanding, that set of insights, that data is. the main bank is the main bank no just um, incredible can you walk us through maybe some more of the insights that you've seen you're obviously very data driven in your approach you started off with experiments as you've grown what are some interesting insights from from user behavior ah uh, okay the first one is um so what we did was we if you look at the shri mandir app it looks all the images that we have used um they look slightly dated there's a lot of skew morphism on the app and what not now 
we tried a very modern view to the app as well did not work out the adoption dropped when we spoke to the users they said that hey for me ma saraswati looks like this and so so exactly it's like this right at, at schools at at schools jab basant panchmi hoti hai so we have the same frame which was painted by some artist a uh, 100 years back which is used as a reference image for ma saraswati which is the mass adoption image of how how ma saraswati would look like and that became popular so for me if i would present you in it, it in a more modern art uh, you might not like it because it doesn't trigger the same feelings at, as that figure would do same way for for lord hanuman for for lord shiva and what not right so uh, we realized we realized you have to confirm with people's belief systems and biases you cannot build a platform which which is all new and all modern and what not so for example the way in which people pray on the app look like a shank would look like a shank a flower would look like a flower and and a lot of these things looks slightly dated because it confirms and it's not that the users on the platform are not young there there are a lot of people who are young who are using this particular app but again the way this they they think about devotion the way they think they have been practicing it at their homes you have to bring that on the app so that's the first thing second thing is the product that you are building has to cater to tech savvy and not tech savvy users not so tech savvy users at the same point in time because when when it comes to devotion ambani's are devotional so is the person who is heading isro today so is the case with people who are let's say uh, are uh, owning a small shop to people who are who are driving a rickshaw so it's more, it's more about belief there is no there is no economic barrier or economic segregation when it comes to devotion as a practice now so hence one challenge that we always face is for, I'll, i'll give you a simple example right so we realized we have people come and listen to audio stories on the app and there is this thing that you would see on spotify to a uh, youtube music where there is this icon which is, which looks like a circle has arrows what does that mean that means i can play this particular song or audio once or i could play the whole loop or i could play it just once and not repeat it ever again sort of right so there is there is this logic that you put now when we put it some audience adopted it very very well and the ones who were low tech savvy they were struggling with it now what we did was we we innovated on as simple uh, on items as simple as this so when you click on that particular icon on the app it gives you options which says ek bar sune if it is if you are using using the app in english it will say listen once uh listen again and again uh and so on so essentially you know we actually made made it more direct and explicit versus making the whole iconography to to communication more implicit and assuming that the user will understand it now the challenge is that if you are addressing this large tam your product should essentially solve for these diverse level of tech savviness and evolve accordingly now it's a it's it's a it's a long long journey for us now the same way right we realized um when we spoke to our users they gave us a lot of these striking insights for example if there is a user who is using the app only on on let's say only on tuesday if you bother him on a monday if you bother him on a friday he would say i'm uninstalling this app <laughs> this is just crazy you know we we were like uh this is this is how beautiful this problem statement is so i have fallen in love with this particular problem statement so we have written our the where we would want to get to in ink and our strategy in pencil because you know we would we would want hmm. to be important in the lives of our users the part doesn't matter how you get there and what doesn't matter yeah how do you monetize prashant is there uh it's a, it's been a tough category to monetize any thoughts on that absolutely um absolutely so this monetization journey for us started uh less than a year back where what we did was we were like hey we have solved for a few engagement loops on the app and we were like how should we monetize this users ad was a absolute no no anyone who is in this particular space or any space which is around devotion and which or any space which 
requires a user to come in a in a certain mental setting and practice that while the engagement session is going on they should not use ads as a mechanism to monetize because it breaks that flow so we realize that for my user if he's right. if he's coming to listen to or read something and he's in that mode in that frame of mind and imagine there's this skin care ad there's this ad that ad and what not which breaks the flow it is detrimental to that whole experience that you're trying to create on that so we like no ads ever no ads ever so so what we did was we had to then think about what is that way where we can where we can actually monetize our users so that's when you know we started asking our users mm-hmm. what do you need from us what more do you need from us and a lot of these answers came from them now we realize that because of the way we treated them they trust our platform and they start telling us some of these behaviors they said that hey what happens is uh if one of my relative in my family uh is going to let's say mansa devi temple in haridwar and i went there 5 years back and it's an important day i would take 500 rupees out put it in his hand and say when you go there can you make an offering in my family's name can you can you do that now uh that whole money that is preserved for this particular activity can only be pulled out when a relative of yours is going out and they realized that's an important need for the user and if we can build a mechanism to solve that it will be great so what we did was we we started identifying temples where people have their beliefs in and what we do is let's say it's avril's birthday a low frequency use mm. case where your mom would be like we believe in this temple we would go there once in a lifetime but because it's avril birthday here is this 100 rupees why don't you offer a basket of flowers for avril's well being and mm. get me get, get get it done for me so what we do what we did was we went an extra mile and we said that hey for all the offerings that you're going to do we'll also give you a proof proof in form of a video where the priest will actually do the offering record a video with your name in it and send it back to you that's where another insight came where what we did was we realized that when we first did it there was no proof and the nps was 45 50 55 uh then we did side giving a photo it became 60 65 we gave a video it became 70 75 and then when we gave a name where the person is saying that hey uh he recites a nice mantra and say bhagwan aviral ka bhala kare god bless him vagara vagara and that video is recorded and when your mom would listen to this particular video where your name is taken in front of the shrine that delight for the cost she pays is it's nice. just crazy and and that's where you know we feel nice. that's the first thing that we're doing so bridging that access is the first part that we're solving for so mm-hmm. so couple of our business lines are actually or revenue lines are coming from that where our goal is you know you create an ecosystem of trust you serve the users with um all your heart and all your might and they would make sure that you survive and you you become a generational company so uh, these are the couple of ways that we have tried monetizing what we we have also couple of digital ways of monetizing see there are two three behaviors where people actually let's set up their digital shrine so people pay for upgrading the skin of the god and what not so that's one way that we monetize other one is these services and we're building a suite of services so whatever i told you in the beginning right people spend in four or five different places when it comes to their devotional belief systems in a year we would want to be a platform for all of those needs however hard it is we would want to be that platform that serves them well that serves them with respect serves them with with lot of care that's where we would want to get to So yeah, I think I think the the, the monetization uh, part that we have started a year back has grown very very well. There's a lot of potential, and the the I mean it's 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 going well for us. And uh, going the extra mile, you've also started collaborating with governments and religious authorities. In fact, you were in Haridwar recently. Yeah. Um, how did you win that trust? How much time did it take? Uh, you have to work with temple authorities, governments. people who have very little time on their hands why would they even trust someone like yeah. you um where, how, how was that just think about this right so if if there's a large temple in india 
they would have 50 60000 people visiting them every single day um we are 10 to 15x larger in terms of visitor count every single day so so even though we are in cloud we're the largest temple in india uh just by visitor count right um now when we right. went to these temples one and a half years back no one entertained us because when a temple has more traffic than you and you have not <laughs> and you have not achieved anything which is significant why would they even pay heed who are you but when you go to them and say that hey on the hanuman ji shrine the number of people who visit us is this and we also have this part in the app which you and your community can leverage they listen to you so i think that whole trust mm. and uh, audience love that we have gained helped us have the first conversation now if you think about this right again um these are we are a very mission driven org uh no i'm not saying that i'm not in it for making uh money or value for my team for my users for my stakeholders and what not i'm not saying that but when and and you would need that if you would want to you would want to change this behavior forever so you know i i'm actually when i go and drive these conversations i'm actually super honest with respect to why i'm starting this what's the kind of platform i would build how you can leverage it this part is absolutely free this part involves a cost so when i was meeting a lot of these authorities and i i did a lot of ground work with respect to that now i realized that they have certain set of needs the first need that they have so there are two kinds of temples the temples which have already become very very large very very large they are like an institution in themselves huge institutions which also contribute to people in various nice ways they would uh, they would get that money and they would spend that money in various public welfare services and what not in developing their infrastructure and what not but there are tons of temples or i would say tens of thousands of temples which have this historical and cultural significance but that story has not come out so think about this right all the temples that you think have become large today have become large because of certain marketing or certain word of mouth that spread around them which helped them spread their story to people for example there's this think about kachidham for example think about um tungnath mandir and many more of these temples which if you look at it right were very small a decade back but because they were able to find engagement through an influencer and that influencer could be steve jobs or uh, mark zuckerberg or it could be uh, people going and shooting a video of it and showing it to people on instagram they it 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 the popularity picked up because of x y and z reasons now we wanted to be that platform that gives distribution and to to many of these temples which have historical and cultural significance where the cost of coming online is not in lakhs it's in a few thousands so that innovation we did for quite some time where we said that hey through just a mobile phone how can a temple come online connect with its its audience connect it to it it was visitor who are able to go there and people who would want to go there and sort of form a daily engagement for those people and if we're able to achieve that if the temple would want we could bring many of their services online so that platform creation we did we demoed it through a few temples um, and the data to the to the people uh, uh, and authorities and india is changing i think i would want to take 30 seconds to talk about how digital india mission and how um, regular dialogue around preserving heritage and culture through technology is is opening people's mind you would not believe the people who i thought would not be open they sit with me they listen to me and my team and they understand how this going digital will be helpful and through that dialogue you get the first set of people who start voicing the kind of vision you would have and you would meet many people in this whole process who have the same kind of opinion so so i actually was very fortunate to meet a lot of people who thought that this should be built but did not have the means who thought that they should be built but there was a not a team which was doing it with that kind of obsession and that kind of service mindset um and it's and and that enabled us to find the first set of believers and now we are doing it uh, for the largest set of people so we're building this platform where any temple can can go online in uh, less than 30 minutes 
the infrastructure cost will not be in lakhs but in a few thousands through a mobile phone and and they'll be able to connect to their hundreds of thousands of devotees all in one place where they could engage with them um, and uh, build that community build that audience and and be able to do things that they would want to do with this particular audience so it's a it's a platform and this distribution and and once they come online the distribution will be through shrimandir app and whatnot so that's 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 how it is so prashant your vision is is to kind of develop a family of apps like by dance you know you've spoken about how you're inspired by them as well can you tell us a bit about the next steps and and how you plan to get to that vision yeah so we'll be building a few distribution platforms shrimandir is a distribution platform and there will be services for example we have a chadhao service puja service we have just launched astro uh, there are a few digital services that we have built um there there's this uh, personal recommendation based service that we have also developed so there are four five of these services that we have taken time to build based on the user feedback and then shrimandir is one distribution platform um through data and shrimandir is a aggregation of many use cases with a pointed hero use case i would say and as we are realizing that some of these use cases could be a standalone app we would launch some of these apps in the future but not today today the focus is just focus on this distribution platform and build the services and as you build this audience as you identify a newer set of people you may diversify so uh, the apps of bharat name is essentially uh, the broader vision it's a it's a 5 year 10 year 20 year goal that we have that hey can we be this platform platform or group of products that solve for this so there'll be distribution platform and there'll be services and we'll own all of them awesome prashant just to close our and why we call this founders unfiltered what's one piece of unfiltered feedback you received in your journey as an entrepreneur that really changed your perspective about building one person told me which was which was very interesting it was early on in the day where they said that hey um when you're building for the masses and you come up with very strong biases the biases are good to start but as you develop the product as you develop as you go on the journey you should you should never forget that you represent you may or may not represent one out of all the people in your town so mm. you know just have that mental check at all points in time uh so what often happens is i keep on telling this to my team at hey uh, our views and our opinion are good are, are a good starting point but at the end of the day it's data it's just data mm. awesome prashant thank you so much for walking us through the journey and i think we got a lot of insights on building a product for india thank you so much